Man, we are starting today a series called Level Up. And like Elijah just said, um, this series is designed to help us live from the victory that Jesus has already attained for us. This is important for so many of us in life. We're not living from a victory that's already been attained. We're living from a place that we're, we're working and we're performing and we're striving for victory. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and he told us that we believe in 2023 that God is calling us to a higher purpose, a greater commitment and a new perspective. Um, today we're going to discuss how leveling up defines higher purpose. Number one, how it defines higher purpose, but also how it breaks bondage. Now, what I want to say to you before I get started is today I'm going to weave into this story that I'm going to tell of Jesus being baptized. I'm going to weave in at some point a little bit of my story from the last couple months. Now, I want you to know something as I talk about this. I'm not sharing this with you because I think that I'm great or that I've arrived. What I want to share with you is how out of really brokenness and me laying in a hospital bed, God began to speak to me about some things that I feel like gave me deep revelation into my own walk with him, but also I feel compelled to share with you because I think if we can get a hold of this, we're going to walk into some freedom this year that we've never seen. And so I'm not, I'm not going to share with you from a place of like, look at me, I'm on the other side of it. I'm going to share with you from a place of I am a follower of Jesus. I am a disciple. I am a learner with you. That I am susceptible to everything that you are. And I want you to know that I'm with you. And that hopefully the testimony of what God is doing in my life can speak to maybe some things going on in your life. But I am with you. Amen? We're going to start out today in Luke chapter 3, and we're just going to read verse 21 to 23. To this point in Jesus' life, Jesus is around 30 years old, and this guy has been raised by his earthly father, and he's learned some earthly things. And he gets to the point where he goes and he reaches his moment of baptism. And John the Baptist, who came before, it's his cousin. This is actually the moment that Jesus is baptized. It's a very simple scripture on the surface, it says in verse 21, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. Now, I just want to say to you, as we read this this morning, a lot of what we see Jesus do in scripture is not to validate for Jesus. It's Jesus is being demonstrative. He's demonstrating. He's actually showing his life as an example of what we can accomplish when we're submitted to the Father. Uh, he, he wants to demonstrate for us of what life looks like living from victory. He wants to demonstrate for us that we too should be baptized. So this isn't, what we're about to read, this isn't because Jesus needed this. It's because he knew there was a moment in my life that I would be laying in a hospital bed in another state that I needed this. And perhaps today you're laying down in a situation figuratively and you need to hear 
what Jesus gave us an example of today. As he was praying, the heavens opened, it said. And the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him, on Jesus, like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. And some translation says, Whom I am well pleased. A lot of times we end, we, we end the scripture there when we're preaching it. But I, 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 I'm going I'm to go to the next verse because I think this is important because it really sets up the juxtaposition of how sometimes we live in life that we're going to get to today and what God is really trying to get through to us today. The very next verse, it says, Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. This is important. Today's sermon I'm calling uh, Level Up by Laying Down. I'm going to pray first because I am in desperate need on a daily basis of God's presence. And so I'm going to invite him to do what he wants to do here this morning. Will you join me in prayer? Father, I pray right now in your son's name, Jesus, who just gave us an example of so many things that we're going to break down real quick. And I ask that the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that descended on Jesus when he was baptized would descend and make himself known in this place. That today, if your heart is troubled, that God today, the Holy Spirit would begin to soothe the troubled hearts. To soothe the areas of brokenness. To soothe the areas where there's lack of worth and value. And God, today, that you would do the work that only you can do. And Father, we submit our time to you. God, I submit the platform to you. I submit whatever it is you want to speak to the power of your Holy Spirit. And ultimately today, God, what I'm going to ask for is deliverance in this place. That the enemy would no longer have any run and rule in our lives in what we're about to discuss. In Jesus' powerful name, you can join me in saying amen and amen. Number one, I want to talk about leveling up defines higher purpose. We said that this series is really designed for us to, to walk into this calling, that God's calling us to a higher purpose. But I want to tell you that leveling up defines higher purpose. Uh, in, in Luke 3.23, I just said this. It says that Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Most people read this as that this is the level up moment in Jesus' life. See, prior to him beginning his public ministry, he was just a dude. He wasn't Jesus yet. He was Jesus, little J Jesus. But when he began his public ministry, he became all, all caps Jesus. Are you with me? Right? Because you've got to do something in order to earn that. And this is what's crazy. What I would tell you 
is that most people think that moment is when his real purpose began, when he walked in and he stepped up and he leveled up into this great higher purpose, but it's not. Being in public ministry was not his higher purpose. Keep in mind that Jesus had done nothing yet. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his son, right? Jesus, to this point, had not done, sent his son stuff yet. Had he? He was just a dude. Jesus' higher purpose wasn't defined by what, did he, what he was doing, but who he was. Jesus' higher purpose was what? Son of God. rather than the purpose of public ministry. Jesus never performed for his purpose of son. God sent his son. Before we read verse 23, the father speaks and says, this is, affirms, this is my son that I love and I'm really well pleased. We're like, but he didn't do anything yet. There was a moment, and I don't remember when, but there was a moment that I woke up in the hospital. For those of you who don't know, I, on October 29th, if you're new or you haven't heard the story, just very quickly, uh, I compete in Ironman triathlons and I was lucky enough to qualify for the world championships. I had performed. And I made a trip to St. George, Utah, and I was racing in the world championships. And in this race, a woman drove onto the race course and caused a collision between myself, another athlete, and her vehicle. And this collision was violent and almost killed me in the middle of a road. That was 10 weeks ago. And I will tell you, like God is in the middle of every single part of that story. I'm not gonna share all that today. But what I wanna share is, is that in this critical state, I woke up in the hospital in St. George, Utah, and I remember this was my first coherent thought that I had that I remember, not that people were telling me that I was saying, because there's a lot of those funny moments, like, Dad, you kept saying X, Y, Z. Uh, one of the things that I kept saying, oddly enough, was, uh, what, what, I, I didn't know this. I kept saying, when I woke up in the emergency room, um, who are you? Because I didn't know who these people were. Uh, why am I here? And when they would tell me that I was in this very violent accident, I, I would say this. You mean I didn't finish the race? <laughs> Dude, you know, what that, you know what that's an indicator of? The level of addiction that I had to performing at a high level. And I remember waking up at some point, I don't know if it was a couple days later, and I remember having this thought. I remember looking at my wife and not knowing, I don't remember, and somebody told me what had happened and all the injuries in my body. I have multiple injuries in my body that are still healing and, and we're walking through that. 
And I remember thinking this in my mind. Nothing that I thought mattered matters. Everything that matters is in my presence right now. My wife, my seven daughters, my granddaughter, my son-in-laws, my friend, like nothing else matters. And I just got so sorrowful and I was like, God, I'm so sorry that I've, I've made life about all these things that I thought that mattered, these things that I needed to achieve in order to find value. Now I told you that I'm just like you. So you're just going to hear the raw story. You're like, but you're a pastor and, and look at all the things you've achieved. Like wrong answer. I'm human. And about a week later, I was laying, I think right when they got me into the rehab unit, I'm laying in bed. And I just felt so worthless. I felt like I didn't have any value. Maybe you can relate. Like you're not lovely enough. That you don't have what it takes. And I'm laying there, and, I, and I'm literally having this conversation with God. Like, God, you should have just left me in the middle of the road, and I should have lost my life there, because I have no worth and value. I, I can't get out of the bed and hug my children. I can't help. I can't, I can't be a husband. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here, and everyone's back at church, and they're having to do my job, and it's my responsibility, and me, 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 me. And God, through this, I'll never forget this in my life. This is what God said. You have a performance addiction issue. I mean, he wasn't going to damage me any more than I was by telling me that. And I realized in the moment, I was like, Lord, what do you mean? And God said, you base everything in your life and your value on how well you perform. You have based your worth on if you show up and you give a good enough message. If enough people are sitting in the seats. If you place high enough in the world championships, the race that I didn't finish. If people can look in and see that you're a great father or or there's accolades for being a great husband, God's like, you have a performance issue. And I'm like, Lord, but I have no value if I can't do those things. He goes, that's the problem. You're stuck in the doing, and I need you to start being. I'm like, Lord, what do you mean? He goes, you know what? You've never had to perform to be my son. Now, you may go like, again, dude, you should have all this together. No, man. I have struggled in my life with feeling like I have what it takes and that I'm worth it. And God took me laying down in a bed to this moment that I could choose if I wanted to have this level up moment into my higher purpose to son. that I realized there's nothing that I had to do to perform, to earn how much he loves me. That you may think that there's something you need to do. See, the world has this really interesting way of, of teaching us that we have to keep performing 
so we can keep getting the attention that makes us feel valued. So we take that post down that doesn't get enough likes. Come on. Is this, is this making sense for anybody? Okay. Because I'm like, here's another part. I'm just going to be honest. It's really hard for me to be vulnerable. You know why? Because in the moment that God showed me this about performance, this is really what he told me. is like, your pride is through the roof. You think you're actually the one. Our higher purpose of son or daughter is the most important purpose in our life. And here's what I know. Whatever you think your purpose is, you've shaped your identity around Last night I was praying with my wife Chandra before we went to bed and we were having a discussion about this and she goes, you know, it's really funny. She's like, before your accident, you would always talk about who you were and this is how you would say it. I'm a triathlete. I'm a father of seven. I am. I am. Those are all identity statements. She goes, but I never heard you ever say I am a son of God. And I was like, oh, man. And it's my greatest purpose. It's your greatest purpose. Can I tell you this morning? The greatest purpose in your life is not the thing that you're weary from chasing. That business idea, it's not your purpose. It's your assignment that will bear fruit when you live in the fullness and the restfulness and the peace of your purpose in the freedom of child of God. And this was fluffy to me. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know if any, maybe this is a guy thing. I, I, I like the conquering God. I like the challenging, I'm going to go do Ironman triathlon God. I like the MMA version of God. Okay, any, any, anybody in here relate to me? Okay, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. So when you start talking to me about the, like the father, like me, son, him, a father, I'm like, that's fluffy. And let me just say, before I get into point two, our biggest issue is we have daddy issues. Because you're going to view God the Father the way that you were raised by your earthly father. Or by the way, not raised by your earthly father. And so I'm like, this is fluffy. God's like, <laughs> See, leveling up breaks bondage. The best thing that we can do together higher calling to a higher purpose in 2020 the best thing we can do is level up and let it define our purpose as son but that also that it breaks the bondage of performance 
I love this. Right after Jesus is baptized, he gets taken out into the wilderness. If you know the story, he gets taken out into the wilderness by the Spirit of God. Same Holy Spirit that lands on him takes him out into the wilderness. This dude doesn't eat for like 40 days. And Satan shows up. And this is what happens. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Come on. (laughs) But I'm a son of God. (laughs) Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Let me tell you something. You know what's important by what the enemy is attacking. You know being a son or a daughter of God is important because the enemy wants to attack that. Like right now, wants wants to spin your heart and your head about what I'm saying. Wants to attack that Monday morning. Wants to come against it Wednesday. Wants to get in the middle of it in your thoughts. Wants to destroy and dismantle the reality that the promise that God gave you was son or daughter of a living God. So listen to what the enemy does to Jesus, by the way. Then the devil said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. This question is fascinating to me. God just opens the heavens and says, like, you're the son of God. And Satan goes, if you're the son of God. The first thing that Satan questions is the very thing that we find peace, freedom, and restfulness in. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. See, Satan tempts Jesus to do what? Perform. If you're the son of God, like, like, let me say it this way. If you're the son of God, perform. Do son of God stuff. Turn rocks into bread, bro. Perform for me. That's, that, 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 that's where living is at. That's where, that's where what's going to sustain you is at. That's where your future is at, is you performing. It's, it's you achieving. It's you earning. It's you putting all the letters behind your name. It's you having that great savings account. It's you living in that. It, it's, it's you, you, you. So just perform. Would you just, Jesus, would you just perform for me? Like he's, Jesus is like some circus monkey. Satan's trying to train him. And I feel like in the same way, Satan wants to keep us exhausted in performance. He wants to present to us when we go, yes, I'm a son of God, I'm a daughter of God. Yes, I I need to not have, I need to have humility. You know one of the most humbling circumstances ever to happen to me in my life? Waking up. In an ICU, laying in a bed, me with my personality, like, they had to put an alarm on my bed because I refused help and I'm like, I'm going to get up myself and go to the bathroom. Right? Why? Because I'm so full of myself. Because I wasn't willing to lay down 
and to realize that my future wasn't about how well I performed. I don't know if this is preaching. God wants to break the bondage of performance and release us into the restfulness of the higher purpose of being his kid. That's not a statement. I'm telling you right now. God wants to break that bondage right now. The best thing I could tell you is that we're going to level up, but we need to lay some things down. This is just wisdom. My prayer for you is that you don't get laid down. In the midst of my performing, in the midst of my earning, in the midst of me making myself feel like I was worth it. God didn't cause my accident. God's a good God. We just established that. He's a good God. But I'll tell you what, in the middle of my mess, God's like, I'm going to use this lay down moment right here to teach you some things, bro. So I don't look at me almost dying as an obstacle. I look at it as this divine opportunity for God. Like, God, what is it that you want in me, in my heart, in my life? What is it that you want from me? I've been doing all this, and he's like, it's never been about the doing. Romans 8.15 says, so you have not... Are you saying hallelujah because you're like, Pat needed that. Yes, amen. <laughs> she hallelujah. She, I see you now, girl. Okay. I've been praying that he'd be humble. Praise Jesus. <laughs> that sucker. <laughs> he got you. <laughs> My prayer. See, God answers prayer. <laughs> I see you now. I'm going to start praying for you. Lord, she needs humility and patience. <laughs> Romans 8.15, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you what? Received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him... For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I want to tell you something. I was a fearful slave to performance. And I liked God when he was on the conquering mission with me. He was the strong, courageous God. But I had lost that part of my heart where I walked in and I saw him and I said, Abba. Do you know what the word Abba means? It's the equivalent of like my child walking in the door and seeing me and affectionately and intimately looking at me and saying, Daddy. See, we're good at God the Father, like Father. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> Father. Right? We're good at like the... Yeah, the, like that authority, that, the bigness. He's father. That's my father. <laughs> but 
I got to be honest with you. I think I, I really do. Th- I don't think it's just me. I could be wrong. But I think we really have a hard time of walking in and going, Papa, Daddy. Do you know when my kids call me that? What's behind that? It's full confidence that everything that they are, everything that they want, their worth and their value is in me looking at them and saying, I love you. My three-year-old, she hasn't graduated from Princeton yet. Do you get my point? Like, I love, I love my kids now. There's a right now reality for you. I'm going to have the worship team come back out. This is, this is probably the best thing that I, um, that I can do in this moment, is I feel like you have been faced with this question. Am I willing to level up by laying down the purposes that don't matter most? For God to release me into the reality of the restfulness of my higher purpose as son or daughter. It's your decision. But I do feel like this. I do feel like there are individuals who have been running and running, and running, and running, and running, and you're weary, and you're exhausted, and you're tired, and what I'm telling you is more than just setting another set of great New Year's resolutions. Because most of the time when we go, here's my New Year's resolution, what you're saying is, I, here's what I'm going to perform in this year at a higher level. That leveling up isn't a promotion, it's a release into the reality of who you are. But we think in, in hierarchy terms, we think in promotional terms. For some of you, like literally the burden of carrying, like I'm, I'm trying to find my purpose and I'm running after all these things and I'm trying to achieve and I'm showing up 20 minutes early to work to show my boss that I have value and I'm staying 30 minutes late to show that I have value. And it's like, let me tell you something. Your va- the value that your boss is going to see is when you actually step into the restfulness and the freedom of being son or daughter of God. When you start walking in that reality, you're going to show up and, God, and God's going to start, he's going to start speaking to you in ways that you never realized and he's going to make a way. And the enemy wants to get us to perform. Just, 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 just keep earning. Keep doing this thing. I'm going to have the worship team just lead us. But here's, here's the deal. Worship is centric to who we are here. I believe you were created, literally created, your original design. God created you to be a worshiper. And what that means is to give him all attention, affection, all honor, And the enemy, the same enemy that wants to get you to stay 
addicted to this performance mentality, stepped into the picture and got us to give worth to ourselves. And from that day forward to today, we're struggling with our worth and our worth is found and we turn our hearts and our attention and our response to him. So what we're going to do right now is just respond to what God's been speaking to you about. And maybe today this is your first time here. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. But what I would tell you is, is that there is a response There's something that God has been doing in your heart as you've heard me speak today, and it's your opportunity now to respond. And there's no right or wrong response. But it is right that we respond. It is right that right now that we take a moment and we respond to what it is that the Holy Spirit is saying in this place. Because He's speaking to you. He's not speaking to you about the surface stuff. He's really speaking to you in your heart about the fears, about the pains and the traumas that gave you the mindset that said that you got to keep performing. God had to begin dealing. He's still working with me. There's a reason why I had a performance issue because somewhere along the lines, pains and traumas and sometimes inadvertent things that people said to me made me believe that I had no value in life unless I showed up and earned it and performed. And the Holy Spirit is working on those things right now in your heart. And right now what I would say to you is be courageous. Be courageous and respond. So we're just going to worship together. And while this is happening, I want to invite you to respond however you want. You can come forward and respond. There's a lot of greatness in getting up out of your seat sometimes. I love, but I've been, I've been in a wheelchair for 10 weeks, so I, I love being up out of my seat. But there's power in you standing up sometimes and moving. So I'm going to encourage you, if you feel led to, come forward. We have ministry team that might, someone might come alongside and pray with you. If you need prayer, you can let one of them know. But we're going to respond. And then we're going to just wrap up really quickly at the end. But I would encourage you today, do not let this moment go. This is a lay down opportunity. So Lord, be with us this morning. Not figuratively, literally manifest yourself that God some of us need deliverance from a perspective and a mindset that says I got to perform if that's you I I personally want to pray for you if that's you I would encourage you to come forward If if this message resonated with you in any way about performing you, and some of you are some of you are like, I want to come forward, but I'm scared that if I come forward, other people are going to judge me. That is performance. Literally, if you're afraid to come forward, you're, you're submitting to this performance issue. Break it. Satan, be gone. just sit in this moment as we worship and then we're going to wrap this up at the end with some prayer
So if you need prayer this morning, I would encourage you not to leave here without it, number one. But I also just want to encourage all of you to really grab a hold of, you may need to go back and listen to this message again. <laughs> to grab a hold of the truth in being son or daughter. To remind you that the best thing that we can do going into our new year is really accept being released into our higher purpose of child of God. It's what matters most. So I'm just going to pray. and When I'm done praying, uh, feel free and um, if you got to go, go ahead and go. If, if you just want to sit kind of in this, in this space, you can. Our ministry team is still going to be here. But I want to pray and um, ask the Lord just to seal some things in our hearts here this morning. So Lord, I ask you, God, that whatever it is that you have done in our hearts here this morning, what you spoke to each individual person about here this morning, Lord, would be sealed in their hearts. This is important, that the reality of, of God calling you his own, cannot be taken it can't be lost and so I just want to say right now Lord let it be sealed concretely in our hearts that when we say yes to Jesus we are we are truly walking into and being released into son and daughter of a living God a powerful God but also a papa A divine God, but a dad. And so, Lord, I just ask right now that perspectives attached to performance would just be broken in this place. That the journey that that I'm on, Lord, I, I'm not, I haven't arrived. Lord, that you would like in my life, you would continue to show each one of us where we're succumbing to this idea of performance. You're having to perform as whatever role it is that you want to fill in that blank with. But Father, we would, we would have a restfulness and a freedom and a peace of just being being a child of God and that's where we would begin our level up process there's nothing greater there's nothing more important there's nothing that matters more and so Lord we thank you we thank you for giving us demonstration Jesus we thank you for your Holy Spirit we thank you for you Father for calling us son and daughter and we're going to level up by laying some things down. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said.
Amen and amen.